We learned in the previous Mishnah that if one says the full formula of a neder in his speech when he makes a neder, then that is known as Ikar HaNeder. Secondly, if he does not mention the full formula, it might be clear that he wants to make a neder, but it is not entirely included in the actual words which he says. So since the Torah requires one to express the neder with his speech, and that it be included in his words, so it's not considered to be that he expressed the full formula, nevertheless it is valid and it's known as a yad, and ultimately it's valid just like a regular ikar haneder. And thirdly, there's something known as a kinui, which is the focus of our Mishnah. Now what exactly is a kinui? So the truth is, there is a machlikis in the Gemara of what a kinui is. According to one opinion, a kinui refers to a foreign language. So for example, if you say this thing should be forbidden for me, and instead of saying kakarban, you say koinom. It should be like a koinom. According to this opinion, koinom is a foreign language term for the word korban. So that's known as a kinui, and it's valid. According to another opinion in the Gemara, a kinui refers to unique terms which the Chachomim invented, meaning koinom is not actually a word. The Chachomim invented the word koinom and said that when one makes a neder, instead of saying this thing should be forbidden for me like a korban, he should say the word koinom instead. Why is that? Because since korban is written in the Torah, if one starts saying that this should be forbidden for me like a korban, he might say it should be like a korban for Hashem. And I'll mention Hashem's name. Now that in itself is okay because it's part of the neder. However, if people start getting used to mentioning Hashem's name as part of a neder, then they'll end up make, saying Hashem's name by itself. And that is a problem of mentioning Hashem's name in vain for no particular reason. So in order to avoid that, the Chachomim instituted new terms. That you should use these terms, and since these terms are not actually written in the Torah, the Torah doesn't say Koinom Lashem, so nobody's going to come to say the, the Hashem's name when he makes the neder, which means that he won't come to mentioning Hashem's name by itself. So again, we've got two opinions. According to one opinion, a Kinui just means a foreign language. According to another opinion, a kinui refers to what the Chachomim instituted, that they invented these new terms in order that one does not come to mentioning Hashem's name unnecessarily. who says to his friend, Koinom, Koinoch, Koinos, he uses any of these words instead of the word korban, Har'elu Kinuim Korban, these terms are kinuim for the word korban, and the neder would be valid. What about when he makes a cherem? A cherem is a certain type of hektash where you designate something to the base hamikdash. So if he, instead of using the word cherem, he says cherek or cherech or cheref, haril kinuim lecherem, each of these is considered to be a kinui for cherem. Nozik, noziach, poziach, these three terms, haril kinuim lenzirus, they are each considered to be a kinui for nazirus to become a nozer. Shavusa, shakuka, nodar bemoisa. If he says the word shavusa or shakuka or moisa, these are considered to be a kinui for Shavua. Mishnah Gimel, when one makes a neder, as we explained in the first Mishnah, there is something known as hatpasa. Hatpasa is when you, when you compare the prohibition which you are making, you compare it to another item which is already forbidden to benefit from. For example, hektash, something which belongs to the Beis Amikdash. And indeed, when the Mishnahists refer to korban, or koinom, which is a kinoi for korban, that refers really to anything which belongs to the Beis Amikdash. Now, at posa cannot be done with any item which is forbidden. You can't say that this item should be forbidden to benefit from, just like it's forbidden to benefit from Avodah from an idol which has been worshipped. Why not? The answer is because the hatpasa needs to be done with a dovar hanodur. A dovar hanodur refers to something which is prohibited, but as a result of somebody else prohibiting it. 
For example, Hekdash, because somebody made a vow that this should belong to the Beis HaMikdash, that is why it is prohibited to benefit from. So too, now that you are making a vow that you can't benefit from this item, you need to compare it to something which is similar to it. And it's only considered to be similar if it's also forbidden as a result of somebody's vow. So you would have to do the Hatposa with Hekdash. But anything else which is forbidden to benefit from, that's known as a Dover HaOsur, something which is already forbidden intrinsically and not as a result of somebody else forbidding it. And therefore, Hatpasa is always done with something which is hectic. It belongs to the base Hamikdash. And we're going to see in this Mishnah that really, whenever you refer to something which is related to the, to the base Hamikdash, that is already a clear indication that you want to make a neder. And so the neder would be valid. So, firstly, Ha'imei, one who says, it shouldn't be chulin, and I won't eat something which belongs to you. What exactly does that mean? So chulin is the term which describes something which is not holy. So it's not hektish, and it's permitted to benefit from. So this person is, this person is saying, Ruven goes up to Shimon and he says, Shimon, all of your food I am treating as not chulin. So if it's not chulin, that means it's hektish. So he's really saying that what I eat from you should be considered to be like hektish. So that would be a valid neder. Or if he says, Lo kosher, it shouldn't be valid, Lo it shouldn't be pure. Deche is the word for tohar in Aramaic. Or if he says it shouldn't be tohar, or if he says it should be vatome, it should be impure. If he says it should be like noisar, noisar refers to a carbon which has been left for too long, such that it can no longer be eaten. It's past its deadline for eating it. Or pigle, pigle refers to another invalidation which applies only with regards to carbonos. And that is that if somebody slaughters an animal in order for it to be a carbon, but when he slaughters it, he has the intention to eat it after its deadline. In such case, the carbon is invalid. But the point is, all of the terms which he is mentioning are related specifically to carbonos. And since when you make a neder, you compare it to a carbon or to something which is hekdash, also, he would be forbidden because it is clear that he is making a neder. On a similar note, if somebody says, let's say Reuven says to Shimon, your property or your food should be upon me, ka'imra, like a lamb. So he's referring to the lamb which is bought every day in the Beis HaMikdash as the carbon tomid. Or if he says kadirin, like the place where animals are kept. So again, he's referring to where animals which are designated to be carbonos are kept. Or if he says ko'itzim, like the wood, referring to the wood on the Mizbeach, ko'ishim, like the carbonos which are burnt up in fire on the Mizbeach. Or if he says kamizbeach, it should be like the Mizbeach, of course, he's referring to the carbonos which are brought on the Mizbeach. Kahechel, like the Beis HaMikdosh building, and he's referring to the carbonos which are processed in the Hechel. Or if he says Yerushalayim, like Yerushalayim, again, he's not referring to the city itself, he's referring to the carbonos, many of which must be eaten within the walls of Yerushalayim. Or Nodar Be'echon Kom Shalm Shamizbeach, if he made a neder, comparing it to any of the tools and utensils which are used on the Mizbeach. For example, they had long forks for the meat while it was on the Mizbeach. In all of these cases, Alphabetulay Hizkir Carbon, even though he did not explicitly mention the word carbon, it is clear that that is, that that is his intention. And therefore, Harizan Odaba Carbon, he has made a neder, and it's considered that he has compared it to a carbon, and he would be forbidden to benefit from whatever he made a neder on. Now, according to the Tanakama, we saw that in some of the examples, he said that it should be like something. Ka'itzim, for example. It should be like the wood. Whereas in other examples, he just said the word Noisar, without saying it should be like Noisar. And the truth is, according to the Tanakama, you don't need to say it should be like that. Even if you say that this item should be upon me, 
as the wood, as the carbonice, even if he doesn't say it should be like the carbonice, nevertheless his intention is clear. And therefore the nether would be valid even if he does not say that it should be like that. However, Yehuda says, One who says Yerushalayim without saying it should be like Yerushalayim. And the same goes for the other examples, He has not said anything and the nether is not valid because he did not state clearly enough that he is only comparing it to a carbon. One who says, let's say Ruin says to Shimon, one of the following terms followed by the prohibition. So he says carbon and then he says that I'm not going to eat anything which belongs to you. Or if he says, Oila, I'm not going to eat anything which belongs to you. Or anything which belongs to you should be upon me as an Oila. Or if he says, Mincha, Chatos, Toida, Shlomim. These are all different types of carbonis. And he adds that the prohibition is She'en Oichelach, that he's not going to eat something which belongs to Shimon. In all of these cases, the nether is valid, and also he would be forbidden to benefit from that which belongs to Shimon. Or at least he would be forbidden to eat it. And we see from here that even carbonos which are an obligation, for example, a carbon chatos, one is not able to voluntarily give a carbon chatos. If he violates certain averus, he's obligated to bring the chatos. So I might have thought that that should be considered to be a dover ha'osor, something which the Torah says is forbidden, but it's not something which you yourself said is forbidden, like regular hektash, and therefore the hatposa on a chatos would not work. So the Mishnah is telling us, no, that is not the case. Because it's true that it's an obligation on that person to bring a carbon chatos, but at the end of the day, he still needs to designate the carbon, and he's the one who decided that this particular animal is going to be the carbon chatos, and so it is considered to be that he was the one who said that this should be forbidden, and therefore, it is valid hatposa. However, Rabbi Huda Matir, Rabbi Huda permits it, and he says it's not a valid neder, because he didn't say that it should be like a carbon or like an oila. And as we saw in the previous Mishnah, if you don't say it should be like that, Rabbi Huda holds that it is not considered to be a neder. What happens if he says ha carbon, the carbon? In this case, I may have thought that it would not be a valid neder, because ha carbon is very similar to hey carbon. The word hey, hey aleph. Hey carbon is an expression of making a oath by the life of the carbon. If you were to say hey carbon, that would be an expression of a shavua, not a neder. So the mission is saying that if you say ha carbon, it is not like saying hey carbon. It's like just saying carbon. And therefore, just like in the first part of the Mishnah, according to the Tanakama, it would be a valid neder. Just like if you were, you would have said kukarban, that it should be like a carbon, or if you say carbon sha'ichaloch, that which I eat from you should be a carbon. Again, according to the Tanakama, also it is forbidden. What happens if he says le carbon le'ichaloch? For a carbon, I won't eat that which belongs to you. We explain that sentence to mean that he is saying it should be like a carbon, and therefore I won't eat that which belongs to you. You don't read it as one long phrase, it's two separate phrases. Le carbon, it should be considered a carbon, and therefore le chaloch, I will not eat that which belongs to you. So in such a case, your mayor Iser, your mayor indeed says it is forbidden. Now, we mentioned in the introduction to the Masechta a very important difference between a neder and a shavua. A shavua is an isr gavra, it's where the person's action becomes forbidden. The person himself is now forbidden to do a particular action, whereas a neder refers to the item itself. Then this person needs to make sure that something is not done with that item. Because of that, if somebody makes a neder on an action, he says, neder that I'm not going to eat a loaf of bread. That would not be a valid neder, because a neder does not refer to an action of eating, it refers to the bread itself. That this bread will be forbidden upon me. However, the Mishnah tells us now that there is a way to forbid an action, 
even when it comes to a neder. And that is, if you were to say, Ha'imun HaChaveri, one who says to his friend, Koinon pi hamadaberimoch. I'm making a neder on my mouth regarding speaking to you. Or I'm making a neder yodi on my hand, that's the item, Oisayimoch. That it's not going to do things for you. Or Ragli Mahalechesimoch. He's making a neder on his foot, on his feet, his legs, that they're not going to go anywhere with this person. In that case, also, the neder is valid, because he's not referring to the action of eating. He's saying that the item, his hand, or his mouth, there's now a prohibition that something be done with that item, with that hand, with that mouth. So he's not saying I'm forbidden to talk. He's saying I must ensure that speech does not come out of this mouth. He's talking about the mouth as opposed to the action of talking, and therefore it would be a valid neder. The first half of this Mishnah lists a number of examples of Dover Ha'osur, something which is forbidden from the Torah already, and therefore if one does hat posa, he compares the prohibition of his neder to one of these items, it would not be a valid neder. So as the Mishnah of Eil Mutorin, the following Nedorin would be permitted, meaning they would not be valid. If he says, That which I eat from you should be considered chulin. Now the truth is, this is not considered to be a Dover Ha'osur, this is considered to be a Dover Ha'mutar. Chulin refers to food which is totally permitted for everybody. So he's saying that that which is yours should be considered to be chulin. Very nice, he hasn't accepted anything upon himself. So certainly that would not be considered to be a neder. Now the Mishnah goes on to cases of Dover Ha'osur. If he says it should be upon me, like pork meat, like idolatry, like an idol which has been worshipped, which literally means like the skin of an animal which has a hole inside. There was a practice of certain idol worshippers to cut a hole in the skin of an animal and takes it, take its heart out and offer it up for their idolatry. And it's forbidden to benefit from that entire animal. But again, that's a Dover Ha'osur, Kenvelois, like an animal which died without being slaughtered properly. So it's forbidden to eat it, Kitrefois, like an animal which has an internal wound, which also makes it forbidden to eat, Kishkotsim, Keramosim, the various smaller crawling animals which are forbidden to eat. If he says it should be Kechalas Aharain, like the Chala of Aharain, that's referring to the portion of dough, which when one making bread, he needs to separate part of it and give it to a Koyain. That's known as Chala, the Chisrumosai, like the Truma of Aharain and the Koyanim, which is one of the gifts of one's produce which he has to separate and give to a koyain. In all of these cases, mutar, the nether would be permitted and it would not be valid because all of these things are considered to be dover ha'asur. Now the last two examples, chala and truma, why is that considered to be a dover ha'asur? Before I separated the truma, it was not considered to be truma or chala and I separated it, I designated it to be chala and truma and its whole status of truma is only because of what I gave it. It's because of my designation. So why is that considered to be a Dover Ha'asur? So there are many different explanations given. We are going to explain as follows. The halacha is that until truma has be- or chala has been separated from produce, it is considered to be tevel. It's the name which uh, produce from which the tithes have not yet been separated from. That's called tevel. And it is forbidden to eat tevel. And the reason why it's forbidden to eat tevel is because within this tevel is contained the truma. Now we don't know exactly where within this mixture is the truma, but it does contain truma within the mixture. And it's because of that that it's forbidden to eat tevel. And therefore when one person designates the truma or the chala, he's not placing a new prohibition on that. Rather, what's he doing? He's saying that instead of the prohibition of truma being unspecific on the entire mixture, 
He is specifying that it is on this particular part of the mixture. But he's not the one who's creating the new prohibition, and therefore it's not considered to be a davar hanodur, rather it's a davar ha'osur, and therefore the neder would not be valid. Now we'll learn later on in the Masechta that when one makes a neder, even once it is valid and it begins, there is a way to permit the neder. If he goes to a Talmud Chacham, and Talmud Chacham asks him, did you take everything into consideration when you made the neder? And if indeed he didn't, then he will be able to permit the neder. Now what happens if Ha'imel Ishtay, one who says to his wife, Hari'at olai ke'imah, you are upon me like my mother. Meaning, just like it's forbidden to me, for me to have relations with my mother, I'm also prohibiting with a neder to have relations with you. Now this is a dover ha'asur. The prohibition of having relations with his mother is forbidden mid He doesn't begin that obligation. And so according to the strict letter of the law, mid this is not considered to be a valid neder. However, we're talking about ignorant people. And the Gemara says when it comes to ignorant people, that they would think that the neder is valid. And indeed, we say that the neder is valid. And we would need to open for him an opening. A Pesach, that refers to what the Talmud Chacham does when he permits the vow. And the point is, he would need to go to the Talmud Chacham in order to, to permit the vow, even though, according to the strict letter of the law, the vow is not valid. Reason being, so that he does not treat Nadorim lightheadedly, as if it's a very light, not severe thing. Ignorant people would be prone to make Nadorim left, right, and center. So in order for them to realize the seriousness of the neder, we require them to go to a Talmud Chacham in order to permit it. Now, at the end of the previous parak, we brought a case where one could make a neder on something which is intangible, on an action, not an item. And that is if he talks about the item in relation to the action. So he would say that he's making the neder on the mouth in terms of talking. But if he says, Koinom Shein Yoshein, Koinom from now on is really the word which the Mishnah refers to a neder. Koinom we saw is the kinui for a korban. But when the Mishnah now refers to Koinom, it's referring to a neder. So if he says, Koinom Shein Yoshein, he makes a neder, a koinom, that I am not going to sleep. Or if he says, she'en medaba, I'm not going to speak. She'en mahalech, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to walk. Ha'em One who says to his wife, koinom she'en I'm making a neder that I'm not going to have relations with you. In all of these cases, although midaraisa, the neder is invalid. Ha'ezeh beloyachel devaroi. Midyabonon, we consider it to be under the prohibition of violating one's word. That's what the Torah says regarding Dorim. Midyabonon, we view it as if he is prohibited by the neder. Since at the end of the day, he did accept something upon himself, and he used the word koinom, so he clearly wants to make a neder. He just said the wrong formula. So Midyabonon, he is obligated to keep to his word. And if he says, Shavuah she'en yoshein, makes a Shavuah, I'm not going to sleep. She'en medaber, I'm not going to speak. She'en mahalich, I'm not going to walk. Also, in that case, he's forbidden midaraisa, of course, since a Shavuah is an Isra Gavra. Shavuah does refer to the action of the person, and therefore this would be a regular Shavuah midaraisa.